0: Have you ever thought about what it takes to grow an impressive following on social media platforms like YouTube, Instagram, and LinkedIn? How about the effort and strategy behind turning that following into a source of income? Welcome to the Influencer Breakdown Podcast with your hosts, Dan Pinkard and Jake Potter-Rivera. This is your place to hear from and learn about the people who have made it as influencers.
1: Hello there and welcome to this week's episode of the Influencer Breakdown Podcast. I am your host, Jacob. I actually have a special guest host this week standing in for Dan because he is partying in St. Lucia. Also, he is uh, doing some photography there. You can follow that at Instagram at The Pinkards to see a little bit of what he's been up to and how he's been having such a great time, even though he wouldn't invite me on his trip, which was just a horrible thing to do as a friend. But uh, I won't hold it against you, Dan. I'm just holding it against you for now. Uh, anyways, let me introduce our guest host, close friend of mine, certified internet user, completely qualified for this podcast, Anthony Grant.
0: As Jacob said, my name is Anthony. Uh, I am qualified to use the internet because I can use a phone and a computer. So um, I should be good to know what
1: I'm talking about. Anyway, so if you guys have been enjoying this podcast, you can give it a pause right now. You can subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts or you can follow it on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, any of the platforms that you're listening to. You can also give it a rating on your Uh, specific podcast platform, listening platform, and that helps us out tremendously. Following us helps us out tremendously. Hitting that subscribe button, which is free to do, helps us out tremendously. If you want to support us for this podcast, help us make more of them. You can go over to the Influencer Breakdown. Dot com and learn how to become a TIBP VIP and receive the TIBP VIP exclusive experience. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so fun to say that. It's such a tongue twister every single week. Let's go ahead. Let's get into what we've been, um, you know, what we picked out this week for influencer news and whatnot, what's going on, and we'll break that down for you guys.
0: Absolutely. So, the uh, first topic for today is going to feature our boy, Jake Paul.
1: Yes, the infamous one of the Paul brothers somebody that I'm not supposed to talk about on this podcast um to to you know as re- per request of my wife she said never do a podcast episode on Logan Paul. I think she probably included Jake Paul in that same thing just <laughs> because uh you know I don't I don't want to give too much of an opinion about them but I think that they're a little annoying. <laughs> yeah, you know they're the
0: uh, they're the infamous Vine brothers from back in the day, you know, everyday bro, all that kind of stuff. The Disney Channel Bros, <laughs> Disney Channel Flow, yeah. So our boy Jake Paul, uh, he's making it in the headlines. Um, but just before you know, we get into the story, give a little background. You know, why is Jake Paul so big? What is his following looking like? Well, to start off, uh, on YouTube, Jake Paul is rocking a huge number of twenty point two million subscribers. Instagram, he's at thirteen point two million followers, and Twitter, three point seven million followers. So not uh, not any any small numbers.
1: Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's definitely a following that resembles somebody who is an overall Internet influencer. And we've talked about this on this on this podcast before the difference between somebody who just has a single platform that they hone down on and build a build a following on. And then somebody who really I mean, they're just known all around the Internet, whether it's, you know, on on Twitter or whether it's on Instagram or, or you know, whether you have like a TikTok account or something like that. I mean, there are those people. And, and Jake Paul is definitely one of those people who he is just An internet influencer no longer tied to a single platform.
0: The reason why this is making such big headlines is because of, you know, what exactly is he doing? Um, So a few days ago, it was announced that, or uh, actually a couple weeks ago, it was announced that Mike Tyson would be having a comeback fight. Um, So as most people know, Mike Tyson, very famous fighter. So he's having this huge, long-awaited comeback match. And what's interesting is our boy Jake Paul is going to be fighting in the undercard match as well. Um, So for people who don't know why this is interesting, well one, Jake Paul, he's fighting alongside Mike Tyson pretty much. Um, His brother, Logan Paul, has been in two very, very uh, popular and impactful fights with another uh, YouTuber, KSI. Um, So it seems that the Paul brothers are getting into the vein of fighting and it's it's very interesting to see how this has become a trend in clout chasing.
1: Yeah, interesting little note. Um, When I saw that Mike Tyson had a comeback fight going on and then I saw that Jake Paul was going to fight in the undercard, I w- not only was I super shocked by that, but then like earlier this week I started seeing ads and it was for Mike Tyson as he's actually hosting Shark Week this year. And it was saying, like, his his big comeback fight was going to be against Jaws, you know, (laughs) uh, as, like, a Shark Week joke. And I actually thought, like, I was like, oh, maybe he's actually not coming back to fight. Maybe that was just a whole hype up for Shark Week. But I guess... Shark Week is just a publicity thing to push more, you know, viewership and and publicity towards his fight that's coming up. So I just thought that was funny that Mike Tyson has happened to be, you know, he's he's doing a comeback fight, but he's also hosting Shark Week this year, which I guess is a is a cool thing to do. I've never really been a fan of Shark Week, but, you know, some people are.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd be very surprised to see Mike Tyson hosting it, but (laughs) it is what it is. Um, so just to give it a, a little more back, wait, he's, he's hosting dark. <laughs> well, it's also ironic. <laughs> he had isn't he that. also the dark dude who, week? uh, he, he bit somebody's yeah. ear off or something.
1: Yes. That, that is like one of his more notorious <laughs> acts is that during a fight, he, uh, he was like, you know, butting heads with a guy and, and ended up biting a piece of his ear off during the fight. It's kind of, oh, gross. the irony <laughs>
0: is so deep. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just to give a little more context, Mike Tyson is the shark. Mike Tyson is the shark. Um, yeah. So Jake Paul, he's fighting in the undercard match of Mike Tyson's long away to comeback fight. Um, and as I said before, Logan Paul, his little brother, has been in two fights with prominent YouTuber KSI as well. So just to give some stats for these dudes, um, Logan Paul is rocking 22.1 million subscribers on YouTube. 5.7 followers on Twitter and 18.1 million followers on
1: Instagram. And ro- that's crazy man. He only has 5.7 followers on <laughs> 5.7 million. Sorry. I yeah, obviously you mean million, but I'm just thinking yo. He only has 5.7 on Twitter. That's very <laughs> He, he small can't even round up the to the 6 people. <laughs> yeah, they can't even somebody like unfollowed, followed, unfollowed, followed.
0: <laughs> Uh, And then rivaling Logan and Jake Paul is KSI, who has 21.7 million uh, YouTube subscribers, 6 million Twitter followers, and 8.1 million Instagram followers. So these three guys, they are rocking a huge following on the internet. Their internet presence is enormous. And it's pretty safe to say that at least the Paul brothers, they are definitely influencers on Instagram just with their following alone.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, this group of people, the three, you know, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, and KSI, who even though uh, Logan Paul and KSI aren't actually part of the fight that's coming up with Jake Paul, um, he's actually fighting some professional NBA player, which is like, I, I don't even know how an NBA player gets the permission to yeah, fight. Yeah, so Jake Paul's fighting um, I, uh, this
0: guy named Nate Robinson, and I mean, this might just be me, but this seems
1: very out of the blue, very random. Yeah, maybe he's had some like Instagram beef with the guy before or maybe Nate Robinson just wanted to get, you know, his his little status quo up. But um, for anybody who doesn't know, I mean, you're talking about a group of people that has a, a combined YouTube subscribing subs- subscribers of over 60 million. I mean, this is an insanely popular group of people. And the reason that they relate is because Jake Paul or Logan Paul and KSI are like the original... Um, hype fighters you know and that's that's kind of what we're really talking about here is we're talking about people not professionally fighting you know this is why Jake Paul is the undercard to Mike Tyson Mike Tyson even though it's definitely a publicity and a money thing I mean he's probably going to come back and make a hundred million dollars off of this fight you know but Mike Tyson he's a professional boxer you know well jake paul he's a he's a youtuber so this is obviously he's not actually doing it for boxing clout as much as he's doing it for publicity to grow his influencer brand well it's
0: interesting that you do say that um because i i thought the same thing i'm like jake paul's just doing this for the clout chasing again um but interestingly enough after logan paul um started to get into the fighting with ksi jake paul actually entered a um a semi-professional boxing league so this I was very surprised, but this is not the first time he's been in a boxing match. And um, January 31st, earlier this year, he was in a pro boxing match, actually. Granted, it was against another YouTuber, um, as they always do. But he's actually been pursuing this in a professional sort of light. Uh, Doesn't make him nearly as uh, professional as Mike Tyson, but it does add at least a little more context as to, you know, how did he get the spot in an undercard match?
1: Yeah, so it seems like he's actually putting the work in to be more than just a one fighting boxer. I mean, I think that if I can remember correctly with Logan Paul, he did put the work in to fight KSI well. Uh I I do believe, spoiler, he I think he lost the first match. Yep. Um, I don't remember what happened for a second fight with KSI, but um, you know, he put the work into fight, but he wasn't putting the work in, in the in the way where he was gonna become a long term professional fighter. He was putting the work in to fight one guy once yep. ever. And so I guess, yeah, with Jake Paul, what you're saying is like he's he's putting the work into maybe it's more of a a passion of his to actually box, even if it's not just for clout, as we know, the Logan Paul fight was. And why don't you why don't you give us some of the numbers of the Logan Paul fight? And that'll kind of help us understand why, why you know, boxing for YouTubers is becoming such a common place. Yeah, so
0: the first uh, Logan Paul KSI fight, it drew in 1.6 million live viewers. And following that day, it was 21 million views uh, and over 25 million fo- in the following days. So it became the biggest um, white collar boxing fight, which basically means non-professional. Um, and this was such a big event that it actually spurred a rematch fight. The following year, Which um, brought in just as many views, and from this we actually saw both of their followings grow exponentially, and it brought them into such a prominent place that they're making mainstream media as well. And for for an influencer, if they're able to break that, um, break through that that barrier from internet presence to mainstream presence, oh, that's huge.
1: Yeah, I mean the whole idea of being able to get into the uh, into the what's it called? You know, the mainstream. Limelight I mean it's like it would be i i this is what I can think of is is a few years ago, and I know this is kind of like two totally different youtubers, but a few years ago my wife and I we were go- we were just engaged at the time and we were going on a date in uh New for New Year's, we we're gonna go and try and see the ball drop. Funny story, we never ended up getting to see the ball drop that night. But, um, what I know is that, like, I think Ninja, who is a professional Fortnite player, like a super, super popular video game YouTuber and internet presence influencer, he was actually part of the New Year's, um, like countdown show on one of the main channels. Uh, I don't even know what channel it was, maybe like CBS or something like that. But he ended up doing like his little meme thing and it ended up turning into a huge meme because he was trying to get the whole crowd (laughs) to dance and nobody was dancing. But (laughs) but that being said, I mean, if you actually look at that, that was just a huge publicity stunt for him. I mean, does Ninja actually have influence in hosting or uh, interest in long term hosting? the new year's eve ball drop no of course not i mean that's not he, he's a professional gamer he's got better things to do with his time and to be honest he'll probably make a little bit more money doing other things even if they paid him for an event like that he'd still be making money doing other things but what he can do is he can get his name out to millions and millions of people who would literally never see his name because they're not they're not fans of Fortnite, you know, and the same with like Logan Paul and KSI is anybody who now you're not just getting people who are fans of YouTubers, but you're getting people who are fans of boxing yeah. to watch you. And then maybe those will turn into to YouTube subscribers or Instagram followers or whatever, you know, paid customers. And yeah.
0: And speaking of that, you know, breaking into the mainstream and even that the pay barrier, the second fight between Logan Paul and KSI was actually a pay uh, pay-per-view fight, which I mean that's we don't hear that term often anymore, pay-per-view, but that is huge when it comes to you know say UFC or any type of uh, pro fighting leagues. Yeah, for boxing, yeah, for fighting, that's a absolutely. Huge thing. And this Mike Tyson fight that's coming up, that Jake Paul, you know, he's, he's the undercard match, that is also pay-per-view, and it's it's a pretty steep price. It's fifty dollars just to get in to watch this thing, and that that's just streaming it. So for these guys, you know, this is a huge cash in for them. And it's also a huge bump to their, um, you know, their social uh, presence as well.
1: Yeah, I think I think that I remember hearing like the the Conor McGregor versus uh, Floyd uh, Mayweather fight was like one hundred and fifty dollars pay per view, which was just insane. But I think the reason that it was as because they expected like a lot of sports bars and stuff like that to buy it and then everybody inside gets to watch it for that one price. So they made the price really steep. I actually have the info right here. So the the KSI versus Logan Paul second fight, so they don't have the stats. They don't have all the stats for the first fight, but for the second fight, each fighter, so KSI and Logan Paul, they were both guaranteed $900,000. Guaranteed. Whether they win or lose, they're guaranteed $900,000. And then you're given more if you win. And then obviously, if the fight generates more, then you make more. Depending on ticket sales, you make an amount. Depending on pay-per-view sales, you make an amount. But they were guaranteed. I mean, imagine that. This is crazy because normally when we're talking in the realm of internet influencers, we're not talking about them making millions of dollars in a day. You know, we're talking about them making millions of dollars. Some people, you know, on the internet, I mean, a million dollars, they're making that in, you know, maybe two or three times in their career. So let's say $3 million in their entire influencer career. That's like, you know, that would be like a good number these days, but a million dollars just in one day guaranteed, even if you go and you lose, even if you go, what do they say when you just fall and, and, and basically flop the fight? I don't know the name, but, but uh, a business insider wrote about this business insider wrote that the previous fight, the Logan Paul KSI fight, the first one actually generated up to $11 million between pay-per-view and ticket sales and ad revenue and whatnot. Think of that. $11 million for two YouTubers, not professional boxers, <laughs> two YouTubers to just punch each other in a rink for a couple yeah. minutes. That's insane. Why wouldn't you do no, that? No, absolutely.
0: And and for them, it just adds more and more to their clout as influencers, so for them, you know, KSI, he, he gave up his original um, career path, which was reaction videos. He moved more towards into music and, you know, Logan and Jake Paul, they both, you know, they're the Paul brothers. They do what they do, whether it's music or just meme culture. Um, so for them, for all three of them to move in this trajectory of fighting... It shows that you know the the path of clout chasing is also taking a bit of a turn as well. And to be a social influencer, what we're starting to see is that there's not really a barrier as to how that goes about now. You know, we used to think it was just this internet presence, you know, building up an Instagram uh, profile or building up a YouTube channel. Now it's oh man, we're going to start on the internet. But now, since we're on the internet, since we have this base, we're going to extend into the mainstream. So I think of like YouTubers trying to get their foot into um, like Hollywood or something along those lines. It's it's in the same vein, and it's very interesting to see that it's taking such such a uh, a shift right
1: now. So I'm thinking like KSI, right? He he's like, you know, he was part part of this first fight, and I know that I know that we keep going back to this fight. Obviously, that's what we're talking about. Is I mean, we're talking about the Jake Paul fight that's coming up. But the reason that we keep bringing up the Logan Paul KSI fight is because it is the it is kind of the the base plate that everybody else bases their, you know, decisions off of because this fight went so incredibly well. I mean, it was really one of the first. So KSI, I mean, he's, he was a YouTuber and not saying that he doesn't do YouTube anymore, but after that fight, he's really transitioned to be trying to become a a music artist, Mm -hmm. a rapper. And, you might think if he has a if he has a following of 20 million subscribers on YouTube on just one of his channels and he just decides one day to pick up and become a rapper there's going to be a little bit of time that not only are his fans not going to accept that but it's also going to take some time to build up some new fans on that platform because they know you as a YouTuber and I, I'm thinking of when filthy frank decided to change his YouTube career oh, into yeah. becoming a rapper he goes by the name of Joji now I mean it took a long time from for filthy frank to to remove the filthy Frank image, which you know that's hard yeah. to do <laughs> and then and then turn into the joji image and even though his music is great, and I really am a fan of joji, it took him a long time to really let people for people to really let him trans uh transition into this new career because that's just not who they knew him as they knew him as filthy frank i mean he it's a totally different character it's a totally different channel so You think of that, you think of how long it took him to do that. Well, then you think of KSI wants to do the exact same thing. Well, what's one way that he could do it? Well, if he gets himself flooded with a bunch of new fans who have no clue what his content is and they're not going to him expecting a certain type of content, then that's going to open up a whole new world. So before KSI decides to transition to being a full time rapper and really just like a part time YouTuber, he decides to go on this fight that's going to have a lot of mainstream publicity. I remember there were billboards and stuff like that up for this There were ads on YouTube for this fight. It's going to have a bunch of mainstream publicity. It's going to draw on a bunch of fans that would otherwise not even know his content, not even expect anything out of his content he was like a reaction style youtuber and then when they come to his channel after he wins that fight or or loses it to be honest when they come to his channel guess what he can serve them up anything he wants on a silver platter and that's who they're going to think he is and that's exactly what he did and this year he released his album he released a new album called uh what is it like Dissimulation?" Yeah, or something like those lines. that it, yeah it ended up being like one of the like the i think it was like the 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 fastest um gr- or fastest or like most downloaded or fastest download or whatever like that albums from a uh, a new rapper because it was like his first debut album or something like that ever uh, maybe it was just like UK Billboard or something like that and it was also like the first I mean that thing got on number one on the Billboard charts I mean that's insane this guy is not he's not a established rapper he is a YouTuber who then goes and fights another YouTuber and then turns and then uses that publicity so well and trans transitions that right into a rap career i mean that talk about making money moves that is smart right there that is seriously smart yeah and
0: it's you know just speaking of the the ksi um music switch you know it it definitely shows that if you put it in enough work to break outside of the mold that you've created you can really do anything you know just speaking of the album he dropped this album. And honestly, I have not been keeping up with KSI over the years. So when I found out he was dropping a a rap album, I was just very surprised. And looking at uh, how it charted right now, you know, it charted number one in three different countries. That's not an easy feat. And, you know, he also had some crazy features on the album, you know, very prominent, you know, SoundCloud rappers, which that is what it is. But it shows that to be an influencer means that you can really, you can do whatever you want. If you have these people who are so devoted to you, you know, 20 million people who are so devoted that they're going to follow you with whatever you do. Honestly, the sky is a limit for these people. And for Jake Paul, you know, going back to the Mike Tyson fight, it's, it's interesting that he's really, he's really pursuing this boxing career. Uh, whether it's, you know, as serious as it seems, the dude's putting in the work and it'll be interesting to see how, how this career trajectory goes after this next fight. Uh because with his brother Logan, you know, he had the two fights with KSI and as far as I know, they're planning a third match. Um for Jake Paul, he's really trying to um trying to make this some type of career. So it's interesting.
1: Yeah, so I, I think about this and I'm like you know, Logan kind of set the groundworks for everybody else. And obviously his brother is going to take note of that. His brother was, you know, there at the fight and blah, blah, blah. And I think, you know, Jake Paul has done some publicity, publicity stunts in the past. For instance, his fake wedding with Tana Moju, Moju or Mongu or however you pronounce that. Yeah. <laughs> he did like this fit, you know, and it was super popular and this and that. And, you know, he's done. the. He's not he's not, uh, you know, new to these publicity stunt style things, but. Now what we see is we see that uh, Jake Paul is really, you know, taking into this whole idea of, of you know, all press is good press, but then also um, broadening your platform to as wide as you can. So even if he's not going to get rich off of being a professional boxer for a few years, if he can do it for a few years and win a couple of fights or maybe just lose a couple of fights, but have maybe a title fight or two or something like that or some good, you know, some good undercards like this one. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna gain a lot of fans overall. I mean, it's gonna pay off for his for his net worth. It's gonna pay off for his, the value of his name. And he he may or may not be totally serious to be uh, a professional boxer. But what we can what I'll say about my own opinion with this is the fact that he's not boxing somebody who is who is known to be like a big influencer or YouTuber or something like that. Makes me think that he's not trying to gain just stupid clout off of it. It makes me think that he he has some some more. You know serious desires with this maybe he's trying to do a career and he's just seeing if he can fight a professional athlete because because no matter what you do professionally as an athlete you're going to be trained up physically in some way unless you're a professional gamer (laughs) um you got the strongest thumbs in the world but you know if you're just a professional uh, basketball player no you 're not going to be trained up as a boxer, but you 're still going to have good tone muscles and and a lot of strength and whatnot um, and then a lot of uh endurance, which I know if you 've ever boxed even if, even if you 've ever boxed like two minutes, you know that endurance is really the the key inhibitor uh to boxing like you have to have a lot of endurance just like five seconds into a boxing match you 're exhausted i mean I remember doing high school boxing matches and it was like three or four seconds in after a few good swings it 's like you're panting and dying and and whoever has the most endurance can easily win a fight (laughs) um, as long as they can just be a little bit smarter than the other guy. So anyways, but looking at this, I mean, you can see like, I don't think that Jake Paul is going at this just for the clout because I don't even know who this guy who he's fighting is. I don't know the team that he plays for. I just know that he's a basketball player because that's how he was announced on the commercials. Yeah. yeah. I really have no clue who he is. So I don't think that he's just going for clout. He's definitely not trying to become an NBA player. So it doesn't have anything (laughs) to do with trying to get into the NBA you know, clout group or whatever, you know. Yeah, so.
0: and even this guy, Nate Robinson, that he's uh, that he's fighting against in this undercard match. I'm looking at this dude's um, basketball history right now. He has not played for the NBA in, I think, close to five or six years. He's been in a bunch of various different leagues. He played for Israel's national basketball team. Uh, and as of recently, he was part of the Lebanese Basketball League. Um, but even then, I mean, the dude, he suffered an injury two years ago. So I'm, I'm just very interested as to why this this guy is choosing to fight jake paul
1: yeah i mean i could easily see that maybe this guy is uh is just kind of lost his pizzazz with his basketball career i know that it's actually super common for players to get kind of brought up into the nba and play maybe one or two games or be a bench you know be on a bench or, or a practice squad or something for a professional team and after you know one or two seasons of that getting paid the minimum salary you know then they then they decided they want to go become a professional player in europe because honestly and i know that, you know a lot of our bad players are some of the best players in other countries yeah. just because, you know, we have such a higher level of standard for basketball that it's so much harder to get in. And plus, there's just less teams, you know, professional teams. So, you know, maybe this guy lost his complete, you know, has just kind of come to the conclusion that his his basketball career is, is kind of over or, or, or at least, you know, hindered, comp- you know, totally right now to the point where it's at a standstill. And he, now he's thinking like, hey, I can use the clout from this fight i mean jake paul has a big following so i can i can grow from this you know because i never knew his name so but now i do you know so obviously he's gained some clout from this fight even before it's happened
0: yeah and that honestly that might be his intention you know he's he's somewhat fallen out of the basketball um scene and maybe he's like this is my chance to get back in the mainstream in some way or another is to fight this you know youtube kid and who knows? This might be it for him. This might be his uh his ticket into the mainstream
1: again. His big break, yeah. yeah. Well let let's wrap up this topic, but I just have one question I want to ask you about it. What what are your thoughts on the whole idea of doing something like a boxing match as a as a way to grow your platform as an influencer?
0: I think that it, it's a creative thing that I would never have thought would have worked, you know, a few years ago, if uh, somebody would have told me that Logan and KSI would be going into a boxing match or Jake Paul would be um, fighting in the undercard match of a Mike Tyson comeback uh, fight. I would have been very surprised, but clearly, you know, it works. It brings people in that uh, normally they would not bring in. And for these guys, you know, kudos to them. Because I don't know, dude, if if you've ever tried boxing before, it is brutal. It is so physically exhausting. Um, so, yeah, no, no hate for these guys. Kudos to them. Props. I hope the match goes well and uh, we'll see who wins.
1: Yeah, I would say, in my opinion, that the whole idea of doing one of these big publicity stunts to grow your career in some way or another. I mean, it's genius. You know, I want to say that it's stupid because I'm not a fan of the Paul brothers and I'm not I'm not even a fan of KSI. But what what I'll say is, like, you can't ignore that it works so well. And let me just give this example. Look at like bad baby right hmm. everybody does anybody know you know what's her name something Brigo, Brigella or something oh yeah whatever. danielle, danielle Br- brigoli or something yeah brigoli yeah who is she you know everybody she has a freaking rap career now <laughs> she has a <laughs> rap career now and she was i mean she just had a song trending on tiktok this past week or whatever and, and she she started out as just some 14 year old who went on dr phil and said "Cash me outside how about that you know shes I we're probably gonna get copyright flagged for that you know <laughs> but she went on dr. Phil she says that and then she turns it into a career it's a publicity stunt people like it's just the truth reality TV mm-hmm. is a publicity I look at all these reality TV shows my wife and I we've watched like 90 day fiance a little bit oh, so and good. you're like oh man ninety day fiance they're just going for the green card and I'm like no they don't even care about the green card anymore they just want the Instagram following because if they can get 2 million people to follow them on Instagram, then guess what? In in whatever country they live in, whether, you know, like there's some people from Brazil, there's some people from Nicaragua, there's some people from South Africa, whatever country they're living in, 2 million Instagram followers, there's people who will pay for your advertisements. There's people who will just give you money. There's simps that will just give you money. <laughs> and you know what? Like those people... They'll support you for the rest of your life. It is a publicity stunt. You know, people are like, oh, 90 Day Fiance, that's Green Card Wedding. Jake Paul, Logan Paul, that's just, you know, these fights that they're doing, these boxing fights, that's just, you know, for them to to make a little bit of extra money off of the fight. You know, Logan Paul makes $900,000 from his second fight with KSI. No, it wasn't even about the nine hundred thousand dollars because, you know, what it was about is about probably the millions and millions of people who saw his name, who had never seen it before and who never would have otherwise. It's a huge, smart publicity stunt that just I mean, it's smart. I I don't know another way around it. You know, I've literally talked to my wife about like, man, I wish it was like some kind of, you know, like oh young married people TLC show, because if we could just get on that, I mean, we build ourselves a following overnight, you know. But obviously, that's not—it's not—it's not a guaranteed thing. But it's—it's it's a way that people play the game now.
0: Absolutely, and it—the more you talk about it, the more um, you know—it gives me some perspective, especially with this this Mike Tyson comeback fight, dude. This is going to be one of the most viewed pay-per-view fights in recent years. Because how often do you think of these—you know—these retired old, you know, legends coming back just for one last fight? And for Jake Paul to hop on this ticket, oh man, he's he's gonna pick up some new followers for sure.
1: Yeah, it's great for Jake Paul. And honestly, it's even not bad for Mike Tyson. And that's exactly why Mike Tyson is doing Shark Week. He's the host of Shark Week this year. It's exactly why. So he can build a little bit of a little bit of publicity for this fight that he wouldn't otherwise get to reach that market that's exactly why he was in the hangover because he's not trying to become <laughs> a professional actor he was just trying to make sure that his name stayed relevant so he could be of value so one day if he wants to do a comeback fight it's worth a hundred million dollars you know yeah floyd money mayweather when that dude does when that dude i think he's retired now and when he does comeback fights here and there i think he he quote-unquote came out of retirement or whatever to fight mcgregor when he does those fights that dude expects a hundred million dollars on the table you know that's just his his cost of entry you know mike tyson as long as he can keep his name relevant he can that he can have a high cost of entry just to fight just to just to have my fight on your pay-per-view platform just to have my fight with your brand on my shorts that's going to be a huge penny for you because I've kept my name relevant this entire time, you know? And, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's just a huge, it's just all this huge publicity stunt. I mean, these boxers, they don't, they don't exactly care who wins or loses. I know when you're talking about Mayweather, he cares about who, that he wins because he has a, he has an unbeaten record and that's super important to him. But somebody like Mike Tyson, he doesn't have an unbeaten record. He doesn't care if he wins or loses. Obviously he wants to win. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter as much because his, his whole name isn't built around having an unbroken record. Yeah. He's already a legend.
0: He doesn't have to worry about the outcome of this fight for him. It's like, yeah. Oh, sick. I'm back in the main, his name was, I'm back in the mainstream again and I'm good. Whatever happens, I'm getting my check
1: exactly yeah he 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 put his name in gold when he bit somebody's ear off (laughs) dude and then he got that face tattoo yeah the face
0: tattoo man who's gonna forget who's gonna forget this guy of of the entire career man infamous yep
1: so i mean that's that's pretty much all that we have to say about that so i got i will touch a little bit on what i got to talk about here but we don't have the most amount of time um but so as i was reading along this week kind of looking up on what all the influencers are doing you know i keep up basically every week i keep up with every single influencer that exists uh, <laughs> that's just my twitter feed <laughs> but i i saw that there's this guy named clicks he's a perfect well according to his own twitter bio he's a professional fortnite player he's got a lot of earnings i mean this guy makes some serious money playing Fortnite. he's also got a million youtube subscribers he's got a million twitter followers he's got two million twitch followers so he's Ooh. he's nothing to nothing to joke about i mean he's got a big big platform i was actually just looking at his twitch and he's currently streaming he's got twenty seven thousand concurrent viewers which if you know anything about twitch it's actually a high number i know when you think about like a youtube video of like oh well 27,000 views on a YouTube video is really nothing. I don't disagree with that, but 27,000 Twitch concurrent viewers is just to pull that on any average weeknight, that's a really good number. So, you know, this guy's definitely a big name and he, he I think in Fortnite he's one of the biggest names. Um, but regardless of that, he 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 put out a tweet on July 24th that said, "Got sw- just got swatted off stream." Wow. And this is something, man, it just brought up so much because mm. I have not heard of a swatting in a while. And I thought, man, this would be so perfect to talk about on the podcast. Somebody gets swatted. I mean, he's a big he's a he's got a big following. He gets swatted. It's such a big thing to talk about. I mean, swatting is such a crazy topic. So I'm going to take a minute. I'm going to dig into to what swatting is. So bear with me here. But. If you're not, if you're not, um, aware, basically when somebody, it specifically, uh, happens the most with people who live stream. So if you live stream, then, then people get to get the satisfaction of seeing you get swatted on stream. And that's, that's a lot of why people swat. So basically, um, when somebody, when somebody wants to SWAT you, what they'll do is they'll find, they'll find a way to figure out your personal information. It's called doxing somebody. When you figure out their personal information, you release it online. So they'll figure out a way to find out where you live, your home address, which is normally something that an influencer would try and keep private. Um, and what they'll do is they'll call your local police department. And they'll put in some kind of threat associated with your address. So whether that's like saying that there's a bomb at your address or saying that there's a hostage situation at your address, there's a certain, there's threats that are, that are, uh, you know, uh, dangerous enough that warrant the police department to automatically put out a SWAT team not just like if it's a domestic abuse call well instead of putting out a SWAT team maybe they'll send one or two officers to go and do a house check on you but when it's a you know like a hostage situation or or a you know big weapon situation well then they're just going to send the SWAT team they're not going to joke joke around and take chances with that so they'll get a warrant really quickly to you know because of the the call and then they'll go to your house and they'll Knock on the door, bust that sucker down, guns pointed and thrown tear gas and whatnot. And they'll just try and get everybody to stop, you know. And I think that they're a little bit more hesitant now. It's kind of sad that the police have to be more careful with these threats simply because people are faking them. But basically, you know, what people do is they want the they want to catch you off guard and have the have a whole police task force sent to your house with guns pointed right at you on stream and the biggest satisfaction would be that that person gets to see you uh get you know not arrested but get you know held at gunpoint on stream you know so that you shut off your stream or walk away from the stream or whatever and that that's that's kind of the goal of it but it's so messed up because i mean ultimately it's just like People die. I mean, that's the biggest thing. It's like, you know, imagine imagine you're sitting there at home and, you know, you just play video games for a living and your wife and kids are held up at gunpoint by the police randomly, not knowing what they do, you know? Or I heard somebody say this once. I heard somebody say, like, imagine they... Because they, there's some states that allow, like, entry into a house by the police without having to, like, say, it's the police, open up. You know, they just come in and bust the door down. Imagine you mm-hmm. live you're a very paranoid person or a very protective person or something like that. And you have a gun and somebody busts your door and you don't know who it is. And it's at night and, and you're pointing a gun at them. If it's a cops, guess what? Like you're getting shot, you know, that they're trained to just the second that they have a gun pointed at them, boom, hair trigger, you know, and they're, they're not shooting to disarm you. They're shooting to disable you as a person. And so, I look at swatting, I'm like, man, that has to be one of the most horrific traumatizing scenarios that somebody could go through. Clicks he's a sinking sixteen year old you know that just got swatted. He lives with his parents he got he gets swatted because he's a he's a video gamer yeah. I mean it's crazy that people do this, and it's sad i mean what what are your thoughts, Anthony, on swatting? Well, I remember when I first heard about it like back when uh back when we were
0: we were in middle school you know and and it started to become a a trend amongst twitch streamers they would just be playing their games. Like, I don't know. It was a big thing with uh, League of Legends and Call of Duty streamers. They would just be playing, and all of a sudden in the camera, you would just see, like, flashes. Like, they're throwing in, um, you know, like, uh, flash grenades. Mm-hmm. or And you would hear, like, police, yeah. police. Yeah, and, you know? and you would just, you know, see a bunch of uh, SWAT policemen coming in with the guns pointed at the, the guy streaming. And at first, you know, it was it was terrifying for these people. They'd be like, oh my gosh, what is happening? And then once it became more and more prominent, these streamers, they would be expecting it even. And that's that's just how terribly often it was happening. I remember seeing this one streamer, I, I can't remember his name, uh, but he heard his door being broken down and he's like, oh, I'm being swatted, aren't I? And he's just like, all right. Uh, you know, he puts his hands on his head, gets on the ground and he's like, guys, here's what's happening. He's talking to the policemen. Obviously, you know, they don't have the time to reason with it. They need to figure out what's going on first. But I'm just like, man, it's crazy that, you know, we we heard about this in the headlines recently, because honestly, I have not heard about a swatting incident in months, if not a couple of years. The last instance was uh, with H3H3 Productions, you know, a, a very prominent YouTube channel. And even with that, you know, there were some big ramifications for the people who did swap them. But I'm just wondering what's going to happen with, you know, with uh, clicks and how that's going to pan out. Because swatting... You know, we've seen instances where it does not end well, where, you know, that the SWAT team does not have that time to reason and people do get hurt. Oftentimes if they have pets, you know, they're shot on sight because they don't know what's if it's a guard dog or anything. And it's just a very terrible, very terrible um, um instance of what's happening. So I feel for the kid and uh, hopefully everything works out for him.
1: Yeah. I mean... It's sad that that kind of thing happens. I I remember hearing like a streamer talked about like, oh, the police are at my door right now. And he said like and then he went and talked to them, then came back and he said basically now when he streams, he calls the police department beforehand. and yeah. lets them know, like, hey, I'm streaming for the night. This is a time frame that I'm going to be streaming. This is the address that I live at. So if you get like a SWAT call on me like th- that, this is why. And it allows the police to either give him a call beforehand or, um, you know, come in peacefully, knock on the door. And, and do like, you know, a domestic house call and just to just to be able to stop the whole process of having, I mean, the labor that goes into having the SWAT teams ready, the whatnot, all that is one thing. But then also just the just the, the danger of, of going into a house as a pol- having a t- police task force go into a house when when there's no need for them i mean it's a suit and and they're completely unexpected and unwarranted not that not that they're unwarranted because they do have the reason to go there because of the call but the actual reason doesn't exist so it makes it such a sticky situation because they're expecting to go in and see a bomb threat or a hostage situation and they're going into people peacefully living that are now freaking out and have no clue what's going on you know i mean it just makes the whole situation so much worse but let me talk about this a few years ago um, well, swatting got super popular I mean people thought that they were invincible on the internet and people still have this problem where they think like oh the, the police they don't have a computer to find my IP address they can't track <laughs> where my phone comes from they have this idea that like somehow if you throw up stinking NordVPN, you become invincible on the internet as if that stuff's not trackable some way or another nothing that you do on the internet and by the way phone calls stuff like that majority of those things go through internet servers these days nothing that you do on the internet is going to be completely untraceable you know somebody with the right technology can figure out who you are where you came from or at least a reasonable location and so there's there's serial swatters that's a real thing people who just like they live by swatting they think because they have enough proxy servers and enough technology to hide their ips and whatnot that they can they can successfully swap people uh, without being caught but basically there's this one serial swatter um, and his, his like swatting tag, it's kind of disgusting. It's SWAT it's Swatztica. Oh, jeez <laughs> Yeah, swatstika So back in 2017, he swatted somebody in the town of Wichita. Basically, there's two Call of Duty players, they get in a feud. And I don't know, maybe like one of them doxed the other or something like that. But uh he ended up, you know, making like, you know, death threats or whatever. He gets swatted, right? And uh the police go over to the guy's house and um you know they they decide like hey we're gonna you know i mean obviously they bring the SWAT team and what i don't know exactly what the call was or anything like that but they ended up shooting somebody in the house now i don't know exactly why it happens i can't seem to find that with just a little bit of research that i did but they ended up shooting somebody that was in that was either in the house or or maybe it was a straight bullet or something like that i know that it wasn't the specific streamer um that was shot i believe but it was just like a random person in in the process you know like who lived in the house mm-hmm. or something like that and his name's andrew finch he ended up getting shot and then he died in the hospital because of those gunshot wounds well of course you know the police are going to pursue this kind of thing somebody died because of this yeah. you know so this guy swastika who uh, is named his name is Tyler Raj Barris Bar- Bar- or something like that I don't know exactly if that's how you pronounce it but Barris he ends up getting caught they figure out who he is they figure out that he's a serial swatter he ends up getting caught the guy is sentenced to 20 years in jail Ooh. now there's a, there's literally a punishment for for false hoax which is a not even for the murder charge because he is guilty of that murder he he set he he maliciously sent or kind of, you know, like like almost like it was a, a dog that you could sick on somebody. He maliciously like sicked the police and the SWAT force team on somebody who was completely innocent with the intent of at least scaring them, if not actually this was in his intent in the first place was to kill them. And by by having the name SWATsuka it makes me think that the intent was for somebody to die yeah. eventually. And so this guy, I mean, there's a maximum punishment of of um, life in prison just for the swatting not for the not for the people who died part but literally just for the swatting part there's a maximum punishment of life in prison I mean that's that shows you how serious they are about this crime nowadays right and so he, he ends up getting um prosecuted by the attorney he ends up getting sentenced to 20 years in jail he's serving that sentence right now And I don't know if he ended up getting sentenced again on murder charges or, or, you know, manslaughter charges or whatever. But uh, I mean, that's just crazy. Think of that. And I'm I'm thankful that that's a thing. I'm thankful that this this loser, that's what he is, ends up getting caught. But it's so sad to think that even people know that this is a serious offense, people know that this is a serious crime these days. And even if it wasn't a serious crime, it's a horrible thing to do. And they're still doing it. I mean, they're doing it to a 16-year-old kid who plays Fortnite online. Like, that's just miserable. It's just, it just kind of shows off the worst. And I, it's kind of sad because it's a sad way to end the podcast. But it just shows off the worst of the influencer world. It shows off the worst of what it means to be an influencer is the fact that, you know, it comes with pros. I mean, a lot of influencers make a lot of money. You know, you got a big fan base that supports you. You got a big support group. But one of the pros or one of the cons that just you can't take away from it is that your privacy is diminished to a very, very, very minimal amount. And uh, somebody like Clicks, you know, he paid the punishment for that. He ended up getting swatted. Thankfully, nobody got hurt from it. Thankfully, you know, it was all de escalated really well. And I don't even think that the person got the satisfaction of getting to see the swat on stream. Um, which is that's a good that's the best way to do it, is you don't give a name to these people you don't give them fame for no reason you don't put them on stream or anything like that a lot of people when they get swatted they just shut off their streams these days and uh, and don't even mention it after they get back on stream they just shut it off right there and call it a day because they don't want to they don't get want to give these people who swat any satisfaction for what they do Well, I know that that is kind of a more bummer way to end everything, but I really just wanted to talk about swatting. I thought that it's something that's so interesting in my mind and uh, seeing that it came up this week with a Fortnite player and an influencer uh, really was interesting to me and something that I really felt was was worthy of bringing up for discussion. Um, You know, if you if you've been enjoying this podcast, you can you can pause and you can hit subscribe on apple Podcasts, or you can hit follow on platforms like spotify stitcher google Podcasts. it's free to do that and just doing that alone helps the podcast out so much also on platforms like apple Podcasts, you can rate the podcast of course if you're going to rate it five stars that's mandatory everybody knows that it helps us out <laughs> so much to do that one thing that helps us out and i know this is this is kind of a, a tall ask for people but if you enjoy even if you just enjoy one episode not even the whole podcast if you enjoy an episode and you hear a topic that you that you liked take a second hit the share button copy the link and text the podcast to one of your friends who you think would also enjoy it just doing that if everybody did that it would help our podcast so much sharing the podcast helps so much of course if you want to become a tibp vip you can go over to the influencerbreakdown.com and figure out how to do and and learn about how to do that it'll give you access to certain tibp vip experience things (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah so thank you guys so much for listening and uh we'll see you next week yeah thanks for having me man